bringing you the stories behind the songs. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. We talked to Matt Nathanson when he was in Omaha last, and now he's rolling through town again. You can catch Matt Nathanson along with Gavin DeGraw here in the Heartland when they pass through at the Stir Concert Cove Series in Council Bluffs on July 5th. And Matt is one dynamic performer. Here's our interview with Matt for you. Well, you have probably heard his platinum-selling single, Come On, Get Higher. Maybe you caught him opening for Kelly Clarkson on tour last year. But wherever you've heard him, you've got to love that voice and those passionate lyrics. Well, he's here in the studio with us to tell you all about his latest CD, Last of the Great Pretenders. Matt Nathanson writes his songs like a poet. Matt Nathanson never tells, no, he shows it. Welcome to the show, Matt. My gosh, thank you for having me. I'm in. I'm in. All right. It's great. I've never, ever in my life had someone sing my name to me. That's great. Oh, awesome. I'm moving in. You guys need a fourth. I'm totally here. All I'll right. Okay. You just need to dye the, dye hair, the blonde hair blonde and you're in. Yeah, oh, yeah. I can okay. Do that. All right. All right. Well, your latest album, The Last of the Great Pretenders, was released in July. So why the title? Yeah. Um, Where did that come from? It came from the, there's a song on the record called Mission Bells, and the okay. lyric is, I'm the last of the worst pretenders. And uh, last of the great pretenders and last of the worst pretenders, it's like a very fine line. <laughs> and so, uh, and it was just sort of this idea that the record is kind of the first step for me. I've made a lot of records, and so it's sort of the first one where I felt like I didn't hide behind kind of shaving lyrics off that maybe might have been a little too specific or a little bit revealing. I kind of... Let it all out. You know what? I was okay. going to ask you, your lyrics seem to come from such a place of honesty. Oh, thanks. So that came through. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so that's yeah. Well, success. That's and then, you, if that's hard to get to that place. It has been okay. a little bit of a struggle because just because making music is such a sort of revealing thing and I spent most of my life trying to be a sort of a pleaser of people and so when a you pretender. do that. Yeah, a pretender. When you're sort of a pleaser of people, you know, you kind of figure out what someone wants you to be and you kind of, you don't change completely, but you sort of show that side of yourself and then you kind of shade out the parts that maybe wouldn't be as appealing. And so, yeah. How have you come through that? Sort of a realization that all the great records I love, all of them had that kind of honesty in them. All the albums that just like have changed my life have come from somebody being real wide open. So I felt like... And vulnerable. Yeah, time to start being as vulnerable as I could be. So how do you walk that fine line of keeping your songs ambiguous enough so people can relate to them, but also making them honest yeah, to you? I don't know. I, this time I didn't try. I just kind okay. of was real direct about yes. pulling specifics out of my own life, real specific like places. It's a very, right. ended up being a very San Francisco record, uh-huh. which is, I didn't mean for it to be, but all of a sudden all the reference points were in San Francisco yes. most of the time. And, and that's where you live. With yeah. a little Boston. Yeah, with a little bit of, a, always a little Boston <laughs> thrown in. Growing up in Massachusetts, you cannot avoid, you know, you can't uh, jettison your Bostonness. Right. It's in my DNA. After having completed the album and having it out there, is there anything on there that you said, oh, I wish I would have taken that out at all? Or are no, you happy with it? No, everything? I feel real good about, okay. I feel real good about it. And, I, and what's been nice is that the feedback from folks on Twitter and Facebook and it yeah. shows has been really great uh, it would it would have definitely felt like oh i would have wished i'd pulled my punches if people were like that's a terrible thing about this and you know but everybody's been really receptive and really relating they've related to the songs in a way that makes me feel kind of like it was the right step okay yeah you're listening to singer-songwriter matt nathanson here on the mulberry lane show 
coming to Stir Concert Cove July 5th. This is our interview with Matt when he swung through town last year. Now, a lot of artists have an internal editor Yeah, that tells them... I call it the assassin. The mm, assassin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he lives there with his kind of weight. With his axe. Yeah. He's just like... <laughs> Taking out all the ideas before they even have time to hatch. So I, st- I sort of like taped him up and stuck him in the trunk for this okay. record. So awesome. you were able to yeah. mentally do that? He kept kind of like kicking the trunk open, you know. <laughs> you assassinated the assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of like put cement shoes on him, dropped him in the river. Okay. Cool. And it looks like you won. Uh, it feels like he's yeah. he's gone. But it's like a Friday the 13th movie. He might come back you might know, come 15 back. <laughs> times. There's, you know, so many guys, singer-songwriters is there one point along the way that you can talk about that you feel broke you out of the pack? Oh, man. I don't know. I, it's really hard to view my own career because I'm in it. You know, you yes. guys know. It. But I would say, I feel like this record is the first record where I feel like it's, okay. I feel like me, the me is kind of pushing through a little bit more. Okay. That's, I guess, what I meant when I said, for the first time, I kind of like can see myself in the songs very specifically. Yes. And that's, I guess, where the most unique parts, because like the only currency that really matters in the world is your own sort of unique, broken Mm -hmm. self, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And so the more that you can bring that out through the music, the more you separate yourself from the pack in any way. Yes. And so this was sort of the first record where I felt like I kind of stepped on that road and kind of really went for it. Is that where you would say the magic is? I'm such a nerd for music, right? I go to record stores all the time. I still buy vinyl and I buy, you know, it's just my thing. It's my passion. It always has been. And for me, the records that had the most magic, the artist was there very apparently, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, Mm -hmm. so I don't know if my record has the magic. I realized that the only way to get it was to sort of be as, there is me as have I that strong voice yeah songwriter voice yeah yeah so when did you feel like things started to be like oh the wheel Probably is turning come on get higher the song yeah. okay that was a nice moment it yeah. was like i remember we were playing in des moines okay i remember on the river and people started singing it to us in it and it was different than i'd ever had it happen because yes. i'd been playing for so long and people had been <laughs> yeah. singing the songs but this one had a sort of more forceful kind of like everybody was singing and I kind of turned to Aaron my guitar player and and a friend and I was like yeah whoa did you feel that that feels significant you know yeah huh? and that was kind of the beginning of a nice moment of stepping up yeah, yeah. you knew you had yeah the song something that yeah. people dug mm-hmm. yeah now do you do lyrics or melodies yeah everything first uh lyrics Lyric usually first. okay so lyrics kind of exist in this like tiny notebook that I carry okay. around with me all okay. the time you haven't uh, graduated to the iPhone yet. In no, your I programs. have that. I, okay. I have it sort of everywhere, but <laughs> okay, like yeah. the most successful version yes. is the, like is the, the written yes. word. The most uh, yeah. thought out. Yeah, yeah. Version. I feel like it gets the most. Yeah, the Much most easier to scribble and bears write the most over fruit. You know what I mean? When yes. yeah, and so that's kind of the lyrics come first, and then the melodies and the chords just kind of always just sort of open the book and look at you guys know you look open the book and you're like oh i love that line and yeah. then it's all of a sudden mm-hmm. it sort of starts leading to another yes. thing and yeah. yes now you were on universal yeah for so a record you, that yeah. was crazy so what was your experience with a major label uh, that was like- it was fun because they were sort of upfront about how terrible they were <laughs> like <laughs> that's always nice like i loved it? it it was like there was no it's like they didn't hide behind like we really love this. It was like... And we're going to take care of you. Yeah, yeah. Like Universal at the time, all labels are like this now. All majors kind of function like this. But Universal was really an early adopter of being 
sort of like blatantly commercial, yeah. non-artistic. They say, we're going to throw you to the wall and see if you stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that's totally the move. <laughs> and so for me, I loved it because I don't like being misrepresented things because okay. then I get false hope. Right. And so for me, it was kind of like, oh, I get it. This, You guys are kind of scummy. This is awesome. I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're willing to admit it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I can do this. And then I got out of the deal by kind of sitting with them and saying, they were like, let's go make another record. And I was like, I really don't want to make another record for you. So you knew. Yeah, I was just like, this is not my place. Uh-huh. Like. I dig that you guys were honest with me and I appreciate all the effort you put in and yeah. what little effort they put in. But you know, at the time. Right. And it was like, it's cool. This was fun. I got to be in a major. I don't want to be here anymore. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you could be honest with them back. Yeah. And it was great. And they mm-hmm. took it like complete, like robots take things. Yes. <laughs> it was great. There's, there's a lesson in that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. I had a good time. I really enjoyed my time on Universal. Yeah. yeah. It's like nothing else. Yeah. So now what advice would you give to an artist about finding that place where the artist can truly bring him or herself to the project and not be pulled in a different direction by people imposing things on you. I always say that you've got to be smart enough to navigate and too stupid to stop. So you've got to sort of like be smart enough to understand what's happening Mm -hmm. and be able to consider the source because 98% of the people that give you their opinion in the music industry have no business giving you their opinion. And that's what's so great about it is that if you consider the source, it becomes really easy to sort of sort of be like thank you for your opinion right like, but in the beginning though mm-hmm. I mean you kind of think other people know more yeah yeah and, think and, and this they've is, been around or they've done this they know yeah and it's and hard to get past that it's really about self discovery right and so it's not about trying to sound like the things on the radio because you it's just, it's just yeah it's already there and it's just not it's not worth it that's not really music most of the time mm-hmm. if you're in it for writing songs and for playing music it's about really figuring out who you are and sort of becoming the best person version of yourself Mm -hmm. and so when you find a certain person who gives you advice and has success on in the way that you like then that's the person you take advice from Mm -hmm. you know when the radio rep tells you you know well i think this is real good and it's like okay thank you this is your hit yeah like i appreciate that like i appreciate it but like nobody knows what a hit is if we all knew what a hit was it would be really unfun do you know what i mean there are people that think they know right but that nobody knows nobody knew the gautier song was going to be the song that it was and that's what's so great about it now more than ever is that labels sort of don't exist on the level that they did and so the tastemakers don't exist and so the cream can kind of rise like the great song can kind of find its path and so it's all about kind of writing the best song you can and representing yourself in the most unafraid manner that you can and that's really what communicates that's what people get that's what cuts yeah that's what cuts through totally lots of good songwriting advice from singer-songwriter matt nathanson keep it right here for more with matt right after this you're listening to the mulberry lane show and here's matt's platinum selling single come on get higher I miss the sound of your voice And I miss the rush of your skin And I miss the still of the silence As you breathe out and I breathe in If I could walk on water If I could tell you what's next Make you believe Make you forget So come on, get higher Loosen my lips Faith and desire And the swing of your hips Just pull me down hard 